All right, Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 80 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host today, Julian Gill, admin on the board, and joining me is Ken, 69th Blizzard, St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie, and Marcus Almighty. Mark, welcome, gentlemen. So it is it's Thursday the 7th, and in a few hours, Kiss is going to be hitting the stage in Boise, Idaho, which I was actually going to fly up to that show until I saw how much it cost to fly that <laughs> short amount of distance and then the hotel and then, yeah, so fuck it. Not worth it to go see a greatest hit show. Um, <laughs> which is a segue directly into this week's Julian, you're so smooth. <laughs> yeah, about as smooth as sandpaper. As Mark rightfully has up on, or righteously has up on his screen. Yeah, it's touring season again, so we've had the first taste of a live show. You know, to be honest, I don't know how valid it really is talking about the 4th of July show. Um, We'll know more tonight or tomorrow after we get reports of what they actually play in Boise, but I think it's probably a good indication of what they're going to be doing out on the road. So, you know, let's talk about that set list and the show and what we've seen. And obviously we're all reviewing it from high-quality YouTube audio and video. (laughs) You're right. That actually looks good, Mark. I like the flag. Yeah, I I got a high def. For this, yeah, no, that looks nice. So, 4th of July, they hit the road. It was another casino show. So, if we compare it to the last show they did, which was also at a casino, the the last full electric show, which uh, what was January uh, 19th, Choctaw in Durant, Oklahoma, and that was another one Mm. I nearly went to. Um, you know, so from casino to casino. Ken, what's your initial impressions on what you've witnessed from Independence Day? My my initial uh, impression is, yay! That's what I thought they would do. Um, and what they did was, uh, it's kind of, I was kind of, to me, it's kind of like, uh, well, it's, it's the same old thing, really. Uh, I'm just seeing the same songs, almost the same sequence of songs. Uh, you know, some of them that are, you know, worn out as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, uh, they can do away with lick it up and put something else in there. Um, among other things. Um, the only, <laughs> the only new thing or that they brought back really to, you know, was sh- uh, shock me. Uh, I, you know, I like that, that, but I would have rather ha- had them do rocket ride. If they're going to do that, I, I, I would want Rocket Ride. But they're not going to do that. They don't want to, you know, stretch the boundaries and try to, you know, create something new. Um, they're pretty much stuck in a, a set list that is is really getting old now, For at least for the, the, the regular fans. Uh, casual fans, again, we know that. They don't care um, because they're there for the show. So... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm disappointed more than anything else that, that they could have brought a couple of uh, stronger, you know, songs out. I mean, a th- hundred thousand years, yeah, they, you know, that that's, they really didn't do anything with the set, in the set list. So, uh, I'm disappointed. Yeah, so I didn't listen to the full show that's up on YouTube. Um, hundred thousand years. Did they do the full like ten minutes of hundred thousand years? Did they stretch it out, or was it kind of compact? Because I think know, they did a longer. I think they did a long one. Um, eh, I was not that I, long. I, I only watched part fairly, of it. Okay, fairly long. Not not as long and as drawn out as it was like on the um, a live thirty five deal where songs seemed to last like twenty minutes. And I'm just my brother and I are just like, what the fuck. But you could be playing three more songs in that time, but I think it was it was drawn out enough, but not to the extent that they have done it in the past. Right. So, but, lo- yeah. what's your take then, Lonnie, on on this initial initial set? We can get more into the grains of it. Uh, I mean, in a couple of minutes. My 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 initial impressions when and I saw the set list coming out 
you know, that night and the rest of it in the morning. It's just like, it was, you know, Detroit Rock City, douche, shout out loud. It's just like, it was, to me, my first impressions were, I've seen this. And then I start seeing the, the images, you know, and it's nothing exciting, visually, very, I mean, it's not the Vegas stage, obviously, but it just seems like they just kind of threw something together. Oh, this is what we're going to use this summer. It's, it's really kind of basic and it's the same, you know, the big screen behind them and it's, it's the same show that we've, we've gotten the last several years, like, like Ken talked about. And, you know, I, I'm with you on, on, on look it up and I'm with you on, you know, and even I love the song war machine, mm-hmm. but they've played it on every tour. The last for quite a while. Well, quite a while. I think they brought it back with with like the Motley Crue tour with, that they did in Motley Crue 2012. I mean, yeah, that's they, a while, that's a while ago. They've done a lot of tours since then. And don't get me wrong, I really like War Machine. I was glad that it was back then. You know, and it was it was kind of cool to see Psycho Circus come back when they started doing that too, but do we need to have both of those songs every night? I mean, there 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 are other songs and we're only we're still only playing what I guess, sixteen songs. Sixteen, yeah. and that really shouldn't include Beth, which is, you know, <laughs> and, and that include that, and that includes Beth. Sixteen songs, and we're and we're still playing Psycho Circus and War Machine and and Beth, and it's mm. it's not, I don't it's to the point where I don't think it's a greatest hit show. I just think it's the band's favorite song show. This is, these are the songs we like to play, so these are the songs we're gonna play. Yeah, these are the ones that only take one <laughs> rehearsal to get right. So I think that's a good yeah, point too. You need to relearn them. Rather mm-hmm. than we have to actually sit down and listen or look at a show and uh, how did that song go? You know, Tommy teach us how to play <laughs> such and such. I think that's a really valid point. That these are the songs we know. We only have to run through them a couple times and we're ready to play them on stage. <clears throat> Mark, what's your take on this? Well, I decided to watch the whole show twice just to be sure that I give it a fair swing at it because my first my first impression before it even the show even started I was already forecasting doom. So, uh <laughs> I watched it and wasn't surprised really and I mean, the, to me, the biggest surprises were that they did Beth. Actually, was was something I wasn't expecting that they did that. I mean, the Star Spangled Banner thing, I wasn't really expecting it. Like I was, but I wasn't expecting it to that degree with bringing out the soldiers and the flags and all that stuff, right? But, um, you know, it's 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 like what you guys said. It's stuff that they know, and I think more importantly, it's stuff that they can do decently now because i'll tell you one thing i was literally like just had my head in my hands halfway through it listening to paul i mean i i'm i'm ready to say this and go on record and to say that i'm 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 hoping that this is just like the first show kind of bug with him because if this is the best that we're going to get with paul then i think this is going to be the last tour they're going to do because he hardly he hardly got through love gun it was bad you know, mm. ring the bell that I'm, you know, it was and Paul only sang six and a half songs. You know, Man. if you want to include shout out loud, it's like, you know, back and forth mm-hmm. is a half a song. Paul didn't sing that much. I'm, I wasn't surprised that they threw Beth and shocked me in there because it did in of this of the 16 songs. It gave Paul a break and it didn't put the full load on Gene no. to sing the rest of them. They should have put more songs for. For, uh, at least for Eric to do because honestly love lose. I mean love oh, gun come on when he say yeah. he's saying woman. when he's saying love gun he was singing yeah. a few words here and there he was looking to the crowd to sing half the lines for him and he his melody was very tame of that song and that that was his big go-to song all the time you know? I, I loved it on the video of love gun when he held out the mic for the audience to yeah, sing yeah and he's it was just, Vince Neil he's cricket, calling Vince Neil cricket, cricket. <laughs> you know here, here we are we 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 it's we not only, same old situation with the crowd. We only play the songs that people know, and the crickets are chirping when you hold the during freaking yeah. Love Gun. I mean, awesome. 
<laughs> I mean, maybe people weren't ready, but you would have thought you would have heard a single voice in the crowd. You know, there was nothing. I mean, it, it's it's so sad in a way that the excuse. Again, it's the songs they like to play. At a casino, which is going to be diehards traveling to that show. Um, you know, It's uh, the songs they like to play. Not the song. That's not the greatest hits. It's the songs they like to play. And the crowd's not even freaking singing along. I mean, oh, yeah, greatest hits. It's their Beth was a hit. Calling Doctor Love years Do- was not Doctor, a Calling Doctor Love was a hit. Shout it out loud. Maybe make. I don't know how high it made it on the charts. Um, what else? You know, the yeah. rest. Walk all up. night. Look it up. That's it. Really, there's okay. But Five that's, but that, hits. That's their that's their greatest hits. But that know. that again though goes back to me saying earlier that Kiss likes to rewrite their history, saying that oh these are the songs that all our fans love. But that just proved really how many fans really know that song in that audience. Not a hell of a lot, right? right. They like to make their history a certain way. They're there for the show. And that's yeah. one of the more popular ones. It didn't hold out the microphone on on Shock Me or Cold Gin or Psycho Circus because it would have. I mean, you thought it was crickets on Love Gun. <laughs> that's that's for what Mark said about uh, Paul Stanley's voice. You know, first show out, and uh, um, maybe to save it, he, he needs they need to stop doing the uh, acoustic set before the show. Yes. And save yeah, yeah. I wonder how much that play, plays a toll. Oh, you, you know, know? It, it may be a case that, that actually warms him up. Maybe, have, maybe you, right. have you thought about that playing devil's advocate? And I have no idea what well, is going no, on with, no. you, with with his so voice. Could, you know whether you're going in cold. <laughs> but, but see, the, but 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 the problem is this: usually, when you go on a tour, and I can speak for this even from when we were preparing for tours, usually you you have rehearsal time. You go and you practice. You get yourself warmed up then, because the first night out, you want it to be a big show, a big bang. And usually, as you go longer through a show. And through a tour, you know, once once you get to the middle part of it, you should be well warmed up. And then after the halfway point, you start getting a bit tired and it starts getting, you know, progressively a little, you know, not as good as it gets near the end because you're probably burnt out. So the first show, it should be either really, really good or might show a little bit of bugs because, you know, things might not be working the first night out or stuff like that. So, like I said, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because maybe he just had an off night tonight, but I guess that night, well, we'll see tonight when the videos come back for this show. Yeah. And that's but it's the same enough. show. What, bug, what, what bugs are there to work out? It's the same show. Well, we don't, we, <laughs> well, we don't actually know that, do we? I mean, we don't know what... I know. I know. You know it, it's it's really hard, you know, perhaps to think of that, you know, casino gig as the first show of a tour, even though a lot of the sheds they're playing are not going to be that much larger than the casino. Um you know, it we're we're gonna have to really wait until tonight. So there'll be someone else doing a podcast next week, hopefully about you know what is the first week of the tour. We're we're trying to play devil's advocate here, uh, judging a little bit off what they presented in one show. But you know, I gotta say it's you know somewhat unimpressive, but it's also highly expected. Was I expecting anything that different from what they've been doing in recent years? Hell no. They're going to these markets that they haven't visited in a long time in many cases. And for a lot of those people, it's going to be, we're going to the show. And that's the operative word there, show. You know, we're not going to to sing Love Gun for Paul Stanley. We're going for the show. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's the concert event of the summer for that market. Yeah, and a lot of those people aren't going to know that there's been 20 songs in the set or 18 songs in the set over the last 15 years or whatever. I mean, Boise, when's the last time they were in Boise? They canceled there, I think, on the the reunion tour, didn't they? I think think they canceled that one for the MTV Unplugged, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I think 92 is the last time they were there. So it's going to be like that for a lot of those markets for many years. So they're going to be getting stuff like Beth, well... It's been many mm-hmm. years for them since Peter was in the brand now. I mean, how long since he quit? A long time. You know, shock, yeah. shock me. It's been a long time since they've heard that, unless they went to the bar with 16 other people to see Ace Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ace is not pulling crowds outside of New mm-hmm. York City or upstate New York and New Jersey. So they'll get nope. to hear shock me and... A lot of those people in the audience aren't going to know. They might that not know that. They're, they're, they're not going to know that that's Tommy Thayer. 
Exactly. They're not going to give a yeah. shit either. Ace. Look. So we're we're yeah. back to that age old argument amongst Kiss fans that you know the majority who are going to be going to these shows, especially now the tickets are discounted. Twenty five you know, bucks. Buy one get one free. We'll, we'll throw yeah, in a we'll throw in a hot dog and a blowjob. So. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Anything to get get people to go to the shows. So set list: Detroit Rock City Deuce. Good opening as always. Yeah. I, I don't. I, th- I don't think yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Shout it out loud, still way too early in the set for me. Um, I'd rather have it a little later in the show. It, 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 it's an encore, but, you know. Yeah. yeah it's a great It's anthem, a good song to start know? the encore with, you know? And, and it's always a great so you know, It's not one of my favorite oh, Kiss songs, but yeah. it's a great one to have in the set because, you know, it's Gene and Paul trading vocals and it's got history and all that. It's classic. Yeah. Uh, what, it, what is good is Creatures remains in the set. For mm-hmm. a lot of us who have seen the show already over the last couple of years and well, it's... experienced it, Ken, yeah, what's what's your thought? You're not too sh- too sure. I didn't. About that. I didn't. I watched. I watched it. I, I didn't care for it. It's just too tuned down uh, for me. Um, to me, it, it just I took away from the show. I, though I I like Creatures of the Night, but it's just not the same Creatures of the Night from. You know, eighty three or whatever, or ninety two. Even that, yeah, exactly. The same can be said for half the songs. Their last night were not the same. I mean, (laughs) you know, Love Gun was like I said, Love Gun was terrible. I mean, that that song really bothered me because it's one of my more favorite songs that they do, and the fact that it was such a lackadaisical performance of that, I was like, really? I mean, if you're gonna do it like this, then why even bother now? Like, come on. As you say that, th- this is my feeling now. It's like, uh, if I see them come out, they're energetic for the first song. After that, the thing just, it's a lot of standing around. And I'm, I, I really miss that old, the old Kiss, energetic Kiss, where they're running around the stage. But you know, let's, let's face it, they're in their 60s, you know, maybe approaching 70. They can't be doing that stuff, but... I just have to realize, you know, I'm expecting the old kiss running around the stage, going crazy. Everything's, you know, just a wild show, great show, uh, energetic. But now it seems, I hate to say it, you know, old and tired. Um, but honestly, so, I'm not I'm not expecting them to run around. I'm expecting them to perform the songs right. I don't well, care if he stands yeah. in the spot. And, and doesn't move from it as long as he sings it decently well. But we're not even getting that now. He, he's standing around and he's singing half lines. He's doing like a he's doing a Vince Stanley, like you know what I mean. Like that's exactly what's going on there. Oh, you know that that's that's what's going on, and that's not that's not right. I mean he he was a one of the greatest front guys ever. Oh, yeah. You know I mean come on man, give it a little bit more than that. I mean if you can, if you can't if there's if there's trouble with your voice. And you can't do it because of that, then you know separated more. Like you said, it's got to be the, maybe their last or second to last tour. It's 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 it's, it's, it's really getting close to the end. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, in an interview that was posted up today, I think you know Paul saying that maybe maybe he's interested in doing another album. I saw that. He actually said that. Yeah, he, he said that. He said that album he is, for, he, for kids or said, for kiss. He said, like, well, he goes, there has to be a reason. He goes, but we're kind of getting around to that point again, something something to that effect. I was I was really surprised by it. Good. Well, well you know, what is what would be it's the point? You know, where's Hell or Hallelujah in the set? Where's modern-day Delilah? Where's Say Yeah, apart from the fact that maybe they're unsingable at this point mm-hmm. for Paul. Um, where, where's a Gene song for any of those albums? Yeah. Or, or they talk a, about how much they love those albums, and nothing <laughs> where's you know here we are again and we've we've said it on the show before uh, we're doing shock me and beth well what about when lightning strikes or all for the love of rock and roll apart from the fact that no one knows the songs but if paul's handing out <laughs> a microphone to a casino crowd and not getting any response um you know, Paul, come on. If you're doing that and no one's singing back, if you're not getting a crowd response, there is no excuse for Tommy and Eric not doing their own songs. And instead of just, you know, Beth, I can kind of get because that is obviously the band's, you know, biggest hit. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that more than I get the shock me thing. 
I mean, if sure. you want Tommy to sing a song, fine, but it doesn't have to be Shock Me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think the same amount of people are going to know Rocket Ride that are going to know Shock Me. Star Spangled Banner, if that makes no, sense. Yeah. It's an election year. It, it, it's, it makes, it's the USA. I hope, I hope the, the people know Star Spangled Banner. Do you think? Do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll continue a Star Spangled Banner? Or do you think that was just a Fourth of July thing, though? Fourth of July thing. I think so too. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. I'd be surprised if that's in there again tonight. Yeah, well, and, may, and maybe it will be. We'll find out. I mean, I never thought it was going to stay in the sets for uh, revenge. You know, it never never seemed to make that much sense. But sense, but uh, who knows? I mean, I don't think it really matters. I if they can throw in a, another Gene song, Parasite, instead of. Star Spangled Banner, give me Parasite, or Watching You, or you know whatever. Instead, unholy. instead of oh. any of those, yeah, Unholy. I mean, yeah. what if, if you're gonna have Psycho Circus in there? I mean, I would have thought Unholy's more of a kind of a given, apart from yeah. Tommy's inability to play that guitar riff. They could, they could put that in and, and take out War Machine since that's you know. But if yeah. I recall. If I recall correctly, didn't they do Unholy? And wasn't it like during the uh, the sonic boom over Europe or something? Didn't they pull out Unholy? I know they did it Not one time. Not since Rock the Nation. Was... Not since Rock the Nation. No, because I think he went up to the rafters once. I remember seeing Rock a show in Europe when he went up and he sang it, right? But oh. even then, he had a hard time singing it. He's never sang that well, Gene, Unholy. Especially when he has to get to those high parts. He... I don't know if that'll be such a great song, but like you said, any he'll probably still sing that better well, than Paul singing any of his songs. Singing but. "I Was Made for Loving You." <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't think they've done "Unholy" since "Rock the Nation." I don't remember. I have no. Don't look mm. at me. I'm, Come on, Julian. Julian? You could Come be on, right. Julian? I, 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 I have, have no clue whatsoever off the top of my head when's the last time <laughs> they did that. I'm thinking Rock the Nation. I, I don't remember anything afterwards. I just remember Tommy, way. Tommy butchering the guitar, it just not sounding right, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But either way, <laughs> wrong either guitar. Way. Either way, though, I mean, you could replace War Machine with Unholy or I Love It Loud with Unho- I mean, Unholy. I mean, I guess some people know I Love It Loud because it was on MTV, but that's, you know, a pretty long time ago at this point, even that it was on MTV. But, you know, I I just I just think they could change out some songs. I, I just really believe that it's 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 just the songs they want to play and it's the easiest set list to put together and we can go out and play and, and no one's and air and no one in the Kiss Camp is going to tell them differently either. No one's going to tell them, hey, you know what? You could really do this because I think they're surrounded by mm-hmm. a bunch of people that are going to say, yeah, that's a good idea. Gene. Yeah, that's yes, a good idea, Paul. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they want their paychecks next week, but I mean, <laughs> right. Creatures, no, we all do, but Creatures of the Night and War Machine are totally disposable, especially when it comes to Kiss Hits because they just are not going to feature on anyone's top 16 list. No, or Psycho Circus. <laughs> It, it was it was fun when they brought it back the first time, but or for the first tour or two. But four years later, we're still playing Psycho Circus every night. I don't I don't know I don't I don't I don't quite understand, and, and it, it's it drives home the point of why there's there's a couple shows within a couple hours in my house, and I'm I've I don't I'm not gonna go, and I'm a huge <laughs> fan, but yeah. I I don't I don't have the desire to either drive two hours on a Wednesday to go see it and then either stay at a hotel that night or drive back and get home at three o'clock in the morning. I don't, I don't have, if it was, if it was in my hometown, yeah, I'll go. Sure. But I mean, even, even if it's a couple hours away, I don't have the desire to go do that and, and either just be a wreck the next day or, you know, I have to take two days vacation to go do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. If I had free tickets, I might go. Uh, yeah, or if they're in my hometown, twenty minutes away. Okay, yeah, I'll go for sure. But not to see the same thing again. I mean, I've seen. I mean, and I've seen a lot of shows in the last fifteen years since, or twelve years, whatever, since they came back on Aerosmith and Rock and Rock the Nation. I was, you know, out of my teens and early twenties, and you can afford to go to more than one show a tour. And I just. And I've gone to a lot. Multi, I've gone to basically multiple shows on every tour that they've done in the U.S. since then. But I, and I don't think that's a, that 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 it's I'm, I'm burnt out on them or anything. It's just that I've mm-hmm. I've seen this before. 
and it's and it's and the quality isn't there either. And we 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 heard some of the the vocals on Love Gun. It's that's it's the same thing, but it's of of lesser quality at this point. And it's kind of hard to. It's kind of sad. It is kind of hard to listen to a little bit. I mean, on on a plus side though, I mean, I thought that you know, and I know I might catch heat for saying this, but I thought Tommy played really well. I thought. How he, dare you? He was he was really good. I even thought I even thought his he little solo. Well. His, so his solo spot is even pretty good. I mean, you know, it's. I think that he's probably, him and Eric are honestly the most dependable part of that band now, whether people like it or not. You know, I mean, sure, Gene, is still does his thing and he's pretty good, but I mean, really, I mean, I think right now, Eric and tommy are carrying the band on their back to be honest to be quite honest with you i mean if it wasn't for those two guys that 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 show would have been pretty bad i mean i i thought that you know tommy did enough running around for 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 all of them because he was the only one who was actually moving back and forth side to side (laughs) you know and it's but i mean he played good too and i mean that's the most important thing i thought the songs were done well played well I mean, even if you watch Love Gun, I know I'm really harping hard on this song, but I mean, even if you watch Paul play the guitar during that song, he was just like hitting every other chord. He wasn't playing the guitar half the time. It's all Tommy in the mix. Like They have Paul so pulled back in the mix guitar-wise, too. It's like, why do you even have the guitar around your shoulders there? Like, just put it down and just sing if you're going to do that, you know? I mean, it's it's... I, I don't know if he just maybe wasn't feeling it tonight or something, but I mean, I'm going to give positive vibes to my man, Paul Stanley. Come on, brother. Tonight you can do it. Uh, you're going to you're gonna give us a rock and you're going to prove me wrong, and then I'll retract everything I said if you do that. I don't know. If you can't get up for the first show of a, sh- of a tour called Freedom the Rock on the 4th of July, are you going to get up for Boise, Idaho tonight? <laughs> Hey, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, sorry, 125 bucks a ticket. You better fucking get up for it. And here's the thing on Paul. How is his shoulder? Obviously, he was injured. Oh, yeah. He had his surgery bicep. on his bicep. What effect does that have on him? Number one, carrying, the, yeah. car- carrying the guitar. You know, so I want to give him freedom. You know, freedom to rock. Free, uh, you know, a bit of benefit of the doubt here that, you know, getting the guitar back on, you know, those of us who sling a Les Paul or a guitar know that it's not light after no. a period of time. He's still moving around the stage. He's still, you know, doing the master ceremonies with his arm. I saw him raising his arm in the videos and I was like, oh shit, what's going to happen there? Because don't do, don't do a windmill. Don't, or yeah, don't. I, I, I was just, I was just waiting for a windmill going, oh my God, don't do it. Don't do it. Paul, <laughs> don't do it, please. You don't need to, you know, but he's just, he's just such a robot in some ways that he's done the same thing, the same, shit same moves for so yeah. many years that I'm, I'm concerned if he's not a hundred percent that he could, you know, aggravate yeah, something yeah. you know if, if he's heading onto the road and it's too late now really to do much about it i think Vinny's probably busy and can't fill in um, <laughs> real estate real estate you saw that <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was, that was pretty funny i wouldn't buy any house from Vinny vincent but uh oh yeah but you know oh, but, yes, but, you for, but for paul he's i mean he's got to get up there i mean gene may be the face of the band but paul you know, heart and soul of the band, and if he's if he's not firing on all cylinders, then it's just going to be a challenge. Uh, you know that you know, we'll we'll know by next week after the first few shows whether or yeah. not Paul Stanley is healthy. Gene, I mean, he's gone from demon to gargoyle. I mean, he's basically a stone statue now. He doesn't move unless they pull him up by ropes. <laughs> I, I, like I, I said, pull, pull him up by the pull him up by the bootstraps, basically. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe attach a string to his arms or something. Like, you know, he's well, working. He's, he's working hard and he's delivering. Well, um, Gene's pushing seventy. I know. That's what makes me just so flabbergasted that they haven't taken the makeup and the gear off and i see them on stage now and i just wonder gene i mean you should be like the johnny cash of metal you should be wearing you know your revenge black you know with like with your grungy look and just be sitting there looking mean like a heavy metal johnny cash like a mean looking guy like alice cooper has embraced his age very well and is 
And I think he looks mean, like a mean old dude. Alice yeah. Cooper does, yeah. you know, he doesn't look, I think he doesn't look like almost like a caricature of himself. I think mean, Alice has embraced the age and it kind of has brought it out in him. And it, it's kind of like the shtick now that he is like the mean old Alice Cooper yeah. look, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I, 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 I think Julian brings up a good point that maybe they're not going to do it. But they're, they're not going to go to a point of taking the makeup off and doing a string of shows or anything like that, unless they do like an acoustic set like they did earlier. But, I think I think they could embrace the age more than what they're doing instead of trying to fight it as much as it. You know, at some point you got to say, the makeup, the the show, the costumes. Twist's sister, forty, and fuck it. You, you, sometimes you just got to say fuck it. You know, obviously, how how you look without the makeup. I think they all look way better now without the makeup. You know, they're lucky they don't look like Joe Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Steven Tyler. I, I mean, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, the toxic twins, turned into someone's, someone's ugly grandmothers. I mean, at least Alice Cooper embraced it and looks good. You know, Ozzy, better or worse, looks pretty good considering. Yeah. He, well, what the hell? He, yeah, he's vertical. He has a pulse and he kind of mumbles. He doesn't look bad. You know, he, he does fine. Gene and Paul, I, I mean, I think the makeup and the show are really starting to weigh down on their shoulders. And as you said, Lonnie, he's pushing 70. Mm-hmm. You know, how long does he really want to keep how doing this? How, and, and we said it last week on the show, you know, going through the rigmarole of putting on the makeup, going through that whole thing every night, and look how many dates they have scheduled for this summer. There's that, a bunch. That's a lot. And there, there's a, a fair bit of bunching. I mean... You know, obviously tonight we've got Boise, and then uh, what was it, Saturday and Sunday? You know, two shows, and then a day off, and then two shows, and then a day off, and then two shows. That's a that's a heavy load. That that is shouldn't be doing that. Back to back, that's wrong. They should be they should be putting a, a, a like a spot in between each show, especially now at this this time. They gotta let you know people's voices recover, their bodies recover too. I mean, they're like you said, these guys are approaching seventy. I mean, even at 50 and 60, it's sometimes hard to recover from shows and stuff like that if you're doing a lot on stage, right? So, I mean, and that's the thing, too, about we're talking about Alice Cooper. I've, I've, I'm a big fan of Cooper as well, and I have a lot of his DVDs, and I went to quite a bit of his shows. But the one thing that Cooper does that's very smart, which Paul Stanley should take a note of, is there's no in-between chitter-chatter with Alice Cooper. It's just song yeah. into song into song. And Paul does too much, of, come on, people, and too much talking. And when you talk, that also puts a strain on your voice mm-hmm. in between songs, too. And it's bad, bad enough he has a voice as it is now. I mean, he has to, I know he's never going to stop doing that, but he maybe should try to tone that down a bit, too, because, I mean, it'll save his voice. Alice Cooper has his voice mainly because of that. He just sings the songs. And that's it. He doesn't go into the big chit-chat he, with the he crowd. He doesn't say, this comes off an album called School's Out for Summer. He just goes straight into the... <laughs> <laughs> you know, they go straight... I don't... I, you know, like, people at the Alice Cooper show don't don't care that this next song comes off Billion Dollar Babies or comes off Welcome to My Nightmare. And you know what? People at the Kiss show... Mo- most people at the Kiss show don't care that the next song comes off a Destroyer or comes off of Creatures of the Night because if they don't have Destroyer or Creatures of the Night... What are they gonna do if they if if they really really like that song? What are they gonna go do? They're not gonna. Most people now you gotta remember most people aren't gonna go out and buy Creatures of the Night or go out and buy Destroyer. If they like that song, they hear it at the Kiss concert. They're gonna go on iTunes on their way home and look up that song and just buy that song. They don't care that the next song comes off of Destroyer or Creatures of the Night or Rock and Roll Over. They don't yeah. care. So you don't need to do that anymore. They can and it's putting a strain on your voice, like Mark said. What? <laughs> They can get the remixed version instead of the original version. Ah, uh, yes. Pay <laughs> <That's> attention. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it. There's a lot of factors in here, and like Julian said, I think the main thing that we need to keep in mind is this is the first show, and the real test of this, and the real you know the proof will be in the pudding after about uh, a week, because then we'll know for sure whether it's going to be rolling or if it's going to just be a train wreck. I don't. I don't expect the set list to change. Maybe, maybe one song may change. Maybe one, uh, but otherwise, I think it's going to be this. I expect them to drop. I don't. I expect I'll that they won't play it. Star Spangled Banner again, and that they might. They might replace Star Spangled Banner with something else. 
Or I don't think they will. They just might drop it, and that's you, you, the you, you think so on a tour that's called Freedom to Rock in an election cycle that they're going to. I drop think they're going to drop. I, I think they'll drop stars at Bangle Banner next week when they head up into Canada. I don't think they'll play it the whole summer. I think I think they're only going to play it. I don't. Think... And, and, and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I I just don't see them playing it all summer long. I mean, I don't want to see them. It... I don't want to see them dragging out veterans on stage and doing a pledge of allegiance <laughs> during the middle of a show. You again. know, I'd rather them. You know, they could drop Star Single Band and bring in, you know, God gave rock and roll to you. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that I, would I, work. I think, I think, and they they made that work like on the Rock the Nation tour, they kind of made it like a patriotic thing. And I, I remember on that, on, if you watch yeah. the DVD, even they play, they have like American flags going in the background exactly. hearing God gave rock and roll to you. They made it into a patriotic like song. So I, I think, think right, that would I, work. I think that would work. And I'd like to hear that more. I mean, I'm not. I'd like to hear it. Patriotic or anything, but I'd like to hear. I like if I'm going to hear a Kiss song, I'd rather hear Kiss do "God Gave Rock and Roll to You" than hear the Star Spangled Banner. Mm -hmm. Nothing against the Star Spangled Banner, but if I'm at a Kiss show, that's what I want to hear. Or (laughs) I play the latest state of rock and roll. Thank you, Ken. I don't want to hear "Pledge Allegiance to the State of Rock and Roll." No. Although, although I take I take it over Psycho Circus, though. I take it over Psycho Circus. It's just Oh like, no you wouldn't. <laughs> oh no you wouldn't. Don't no, you say wouldn't. that. Careful what you wish for it might come true, right? <laughs> Don't say that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. So out of this first set how good, how bad is it? I mean, is I, I call it 50-50. I think it's exactly what one would have expected out of them. If you think yeah. about it, there's only three differences really from um, the last electric show they did earlier this year, which and that one included I Was Made for Loving You, Flaming Youth, and Hello Hallelujah in place of Beth, Shock Me, and 100,000 Years, I think. Um, I'll definitely take 100,000 Years if it could be made a little bit less painful. Or, or was it Mitch LaFon who called that the piss break song? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which it never had nothing off the first album could possibly be for me, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm happy to see that back in. But you know, they're not going to please me no matter what. It's simple, it's as simple as that because they're not touring for me, they're touring for those people again. They're not, sure. yeah, they're not touring for people like us. People yeah. want to be entertained. Apparently they're touring yeah. for people who don't know the lyrics to Love Gun, but that's just really, really fucking sad. But there we go. It's it's not all about it's just two words, Love Gun. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> well, that that brings up a kind of interesting question though. Like, when did Kiss actually stop touring for the diehard fans? Like, what was the last tour okay. that would be considered a tour that they did for their diehard fans? I mean, Rock the Nation convention. Yeah, that's yeah. probably a, yeah. Nineteen ninety-five, hundred hundred dollar tickets, because you had to really care enough about Kiss to pay what was an absolutely insane amount of money in nineteen ninety-five. You know, I, I guess you could stretch that's and maybe say the original reunion in ninety-six was for the was for the fans, but that was more for the band's bank accounts than it yeah. was really about the the that was their their cash in that was their mm-hmm. re- retirement fund. But the last yeah. time they, they really uh, did anything for the fans would have to be ninety five because look at those sets you know twenty thirty songs you know we'll we'll try anything even if it ended after a couple of chords and a I don't yeah. fucking yell remember. it out or we'll at least try it yeah or <laughs> le- or letting the audience sing which holy holy shit you listen back to some of those unplug shows and the yeah. audience are singing and then you see. On Monday, it was Monday, right? Fourth uh, of July. You know, people holding. Right. You know, Paul holds out the microphone, and people don't even sing "Love Gun." So mm-hmm. you yeah. go, you go back twenty years, and people are singing all the words to hundred. You know, all the way. Right. But then that that should that should be so that should be a message very clear though to the band then that they're losing their core audience wrong. now. You know, like people that those people are not coming out to the shows now anymore. You know. I mean, wouldn't you think that that should, you know, strike them upside the head a little bit? You know, that well, that's going on. I mean, that's a bad, that's a bad sign when one of your supposed big songs, nobody's singing along to. I mean, 
it's like you're playing to the wrong audience. It's like they were opening for Dolly Parton or something, and no, nobody in the crowd knew their songs, you know? <laughs> so, so Mark, you, you've performed live in front of an audience, obviously. Um, yes. And I, I have never, apart from karaoke, which really doesn't count, because they didn't pay to be tortured by me. Oh, sure uh, it does. Um, don't, be so, don't be so bashful. So, so how much... How much importance as a performer is the energy or the response of a crowd to you? What are these crowds actually feeding the band these days? When they get up on stage and you've got basically a bunch of mannequins in the audience who are basically sitting there with their iPhones, you know, like that, and don't know the words to your songs, to your biggest freaking songs, because you've, you've whittled it down to 16 left. You know, it's like fucking Survivor well, for Kiss songs. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I'm tell, I'll tell you this: a good crowd and what a crowd can do to a band is is a, is a lot, actually. Because I mean, I've been in situations where we've played on festival type things where it wasn't just a crowd for us to playing to shows where it was a crowd for us, and it's all the same thing. Basically, the crowd response sometimes dictates how how much energy you you put back in. It's like a cycle, you know. Whoa. Okay, who got run yeah. over? Julian, are you on the highway? I got run over. I got run over here. <laughs> but truck. yeah, it's it's like it's like a cycle, you know. <laughs> they they feed you, and I mean, we we went out on stage once, you know, hung over after a great night before, you know, and come up on stage, and a gr crowd like that can just make all those things go away and just get you right back into gear and to play a really really kick ass set. I mean. The audience is really essentially why you're there to begin with, right? I mean, and I thought that was always Kiss's motto. We're here for the fans, right? So if, the audience is very important in that sense. And I I mean, it, it can it can make or break sometimes. I mean, I remember when we went and played in Germany when I was in that band, the Exalted Piledriver. I remember I remember being in a, in a so festival fantastic. situation and... In the front row, there was a bunch of guys, leather jackets with a denim over top with the patches, like hardcore thrasher guys. And the guys were holding up the pile driver records, and two guys I remember crying in the front row. And I was <laughs> looking at them going, I was wondering what the heck was going on. And they met us after the show in the back. They were from Poland. They said that we drove all the way from Poland to Germany to see you. So we never thought we would see it. And he goes, they were crying. They wanted us to sign the albums. Like, this is... Wow. You know, there are audiences like that that are so devoted to the band and to the, to your music that when you get that kind of energy off of them on stage, you could do some of your best. I mean, I've played sometimes things that I never thought I would have done, and it was because you have the crowd just feeding you this monstrous energy, and it just fuels you, you know? But does that scale up as you get bigger as a band to, say, yes. the size of KISS? Does Paul Stanley feed off an audience, or is the audience just an excuse? I mean, is, yeah. is it something less tangible to Paul Stanley? I mean... Well, it, I'll tell you one thing. He's a god. I'll tell you, okay, well, I'll tell you one thing. I have a video, and I'm sure you guys must have seen it, when they did the reunion tour, there was a Toledo bootleg out of them from toledo ohio and every time <laughs> yeah but every time after a couple of songs he would always go to the, into the microphone and say feels so good feels and then and then when i and i've clued into what that what he was trying to get at. it's like he was feeling that crowd you know what i mean when he kept saying that and you could even for someone like that like paul stanley remember they were having like morgue crowds before like the revenge tour didn't do good at all so for them to go back out and play to like 18 20 000 people every night man they must have been it must have been a rush even for someone like paul stanley because when you get that oh, yeah. taken away from you for t like, a few years or 10 years you want it back it's like a oh, drug yeah. right and mm -hmm. when you get it back again man you don't want to let that go again so you, even at, even at their stage they want that believe me they want that but do they want it now is is the problem because from from my perspective sitting on the other side of the screen off a youtube video which admittedly is not a very good way to kind of review or evaluate the show other than saying that i did see them in 2014 in vegas is i don't get any feeling of any transfer of on an emotional level from the band anymore you know it's almost like going to mcdonald's and ordering a quarter pounder well, with, that, that's with God of Thunder. Well, but that's the thing, and I, and I'm gonna just just leave it at this and say that if that's the case, 
then that's when you know it's time to wrap it up. Because if you if an audience doesn't do that for you anymore, if going up on stage doesn't give you that excitement, if it doesn't give you that kind of response inside of you, then you're doing it now for the wrong reasons now, you know? And conversely, yeah. the same is true as a fan, that if you're going to a show and not feeling it, um, you know, not 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 getting anything out of the show which i mean yeah. i i will say that while i didn't feel that there was a transfer of energy between the band and the audience that the show in vegas was incredible you know it, it was like kiss concentrated you yeah know? for, for the me, show itself was you know I, yeah I, I i had debated whether i was going to go so who knows what you know everyone's different everyone's going to get their own thing out of this people who are going to the shows on this on this tour you know they're going into it and hopefully you know in, in these markets that they're visiting we're going to have enough people on the message boards on facebook who are chiming in um not necessarily the usual suspects with 150 shows under their belt i want to hear from people who haven't seen them in in years giving their evaluation or maybe saw them on the reunion and haven't seen them in nearly 20 years those are the opinions that are going to mean a lot a lot more to me than maybe the people who travel right yeah well maybe yeah. like you said do you, uh Paul Stanley's talking about the possibility of a new Kiss album. If, <clears throat> if he thinks that, and maybe that will, you know, invigorate him and invigorate the band, uh, you know, creating some new music and hopefully have something to tour for, maybe for one last tour. Maybe they bring back. I mean, there's still that rumor out there about, you know, Ace coming back for the next, next year at the, uh, Though he says no, <laughs> you know I don't believe anything anyone says anymore. And when it comes you know, to Kiss, it, so. it's rock and roll. I mean, come on, Stephen Adler was on stage with Guns and Frickin' oh, Roses last night. I mean, come on, anything is possible. Anything can happen. That yeah. I mean, that was one reunion I was waiting for, Lonnie. You know? oh, that's cool. Yeah. We and we were going. What pisses me off is we were actually going to go to the Cincinnati show. <laughs> But my wife's in out of town visiting her sister this week because I won because I love the Bengals and I'm like, well, let's go to Cincinnati and see the show and we can go, you know, the Bengals stadium or whatever. It'd be fun because I've been to Arrowhead before. It's like, let's go to Cincinnati and see the show. And I woke up this morning and I saw that. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got up this morning and saw that and I was like, I was just smiling on the way to oh, work. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I've been listening to Cinderella all week in the car. I was like, Guns and fucking Roses. You know, what a great way to that, start that, the day. That, I saw Stephen Adler on stage with Guns and Roses for the first time since 1990. And I kind of knew it was coming after yeah, that, you, that that video of him practicing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he just looks so happy. And he's one of those cases, you know, with uh, he's been on a bad path with, you know, yep. his personal demons and he's battled and he's failed and he's kept battling and, he, you know, he's he's on a day to day. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm so you couldn't happy. help but be happy for him. Yeah, for him. I am thrilled for him, but I'm oh, also yeah. thrilled for the fans who got to be there and have one of those holy shit moments. And hopefully. <laughs> See, yeah. And now the problem is that they don't do it in Nashville Saturday night. People are going to feel cheated and left out that yeah, they don't do it right. you know I'm... you know you know let's go ahead mark sorry go on no i was just gonna say that the, i have, i also feel really great about that that happened to Stephen because I've been, i'm a listener as well to eddie trunk here and there and i remember there's been a few times where they've had Stephen on and he'd been one of the biggest advocates for having the reunion of the guns and roses happening and I mean, he was yeah. always pushing it saying that he'd be willing to do it he would will be willing to do it for a little less money whatever it took to get it to happen blah 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 and you know and then when the reunion happened and he wasn't involved initially i was kind of disappointed because you right. know here's the guy who was pushing pushing for it and they don't bring him in and now all of a sudden he appears and he's on stage with them it's like wow like that just goes to show you that you know perseverance and not giving up does pay after a while you know yeah. like steven wanted it when none of them wanted it yeah he was pushing right. for it when none of the rest of them were pushing for it or even even liked each other still at, at that point i don't know how much they really like each other or, or you know how much when none of them were even getting along at that point you know he was the one that was advocating it and the fact you know i would and you know he was supposed to play that show with them at the troubadour and he hurt his back like the week before the show um, I don't think you're supposed to play the full show with them. I think you're supposed to play at least a couple songs or whatever. And I think, but anyway, I'm just glad I'm not the one who brought up Guns N' Roses this week. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't help it sometimes. What I'm hoping, though, for Kiss, you know, now that Paul Stanley's kind of let the genie out of the bag and at least shown that he's somewhat receptive to perhaps doing a new album, is that maybe, just maybe, they do a little bit of jamming on the road. Because it would be really nice for them to try and recap. They've, they've tried to recapture things in different ways on these last two albums. Well, how about a road-written album? You know, you, you get out there, you jam the stuff at Soundcheck, you know, go back yep. to Hotter Than Hell when a lot of that stuff was written, you know, late on in the the first Kiss tour, you know, and obviously they recycled some stuff because, come on, they're, they're Kiss and that's always going to be a part of Gene's, you know, kind of songwriting style. You know, get out there and make this road trip, you know, into something more valuable. You know, hopefully it invigorates them to the point where Paul does say, okay, we are doing an album. And Gene's just like, yeah. Because you know? um, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that, that's that's kind of how it rolls. So, you know, you know, Gene, bless him. I mean, he's he's gone along with it for, uh, you know, Sonic Boom and Monster. And, he, and then Gene will be like, I told you we were going to do a new Kiss album. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Just, just remember when Gene says anything, you know, it's not true until Paul said it. So now Paul's exactly. kind of said it, there's, you know, a little bit more hope, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the funny thing is that you talk about them writing like that back in like 74, like Hotter Than Hell era. But nowadays it makes even more sense to do it because you have so much great technology that's small and compact that you can bring with you onto a bus, you know, and you can bring it on, get the sound guys to hook up a couple of microphones to a sound card and bam, you could jam on stage during your sound check and you can come up with lots of great songs and it's a great idea. I mean, lots of bands in the moment when they're doing that and they're relaxed, they come up with some great idea and Hey, what do you play in there, dude? And they just go jump on it and, before you know it, they do that a couple of nights in a row. They have like four or five songs, and then they're rolling. You know, once you've written those first couple of songs, the rest of them come easy because now you're in a groove, right? And that that mentality of doing it and becoming a pattern on as part of your tour to do that makes a great record doing that. You know, I mean, lots of bands do that. There's so many bands I've heard and read of stories about that they had in the back of their tour bus in the lounge a little small recording area. And after they'd, you know, be on the road traveling a bit, they'd jump in the back and they'd work on songs. And, you know, next thing you know, you hear these guys come off the road and they're in the studio like a month later recording a record. And you're like, wow, like that, that was a quick turnaround. And that's because they capitalized on the technology that's available to you now. I mean, back in those days, they only probably had a ghetto blaster and an acoustic guitar in the car with them when they were figuring out these songs, you know? Yep. So think about it. Then you got, you got hotter than hell out of that. You know, like, come on, man, you can come, well, think of what you can come up now if you just put down, you know, put some of these other things aside, like, you know, your restaurants and your coffee house, you know, invoices and work on some songs, you know, and come up with something really cool. Like, I still think they can do it. Why not? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be plenty of inspiration, you know, when you're when you're traveling five star on your tour, you know, about a bad Caesar salad. I mean, that's just going to inspire some quality material, or maybe your yeah. your your your, your G five was late taking off, and or some turbulence. <laughs> no, but I think the point, you know, the Mark this my nap because of my tur turbulence. <laughs> Um, what, what Sorry. Was I gonna say? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Mark raised an interesting point, though, uh, about, you know, how bands used to tour and then work on material and go into the studio. And that's that's a, a really important thing that the band is hot. They're synchronized. They've been playing together every night, you know, on tour. They've been working on the material and they're ready to go in and hit it. So, you know, it, it, I think it would be a lot less contrived. Well, not necessarily less contrived, but maybe a little bit more spontaneous than Monster was, because it's Kiss. You can never get away from being contrived. Simple as that. It's Kiss. Um, <laughs> but maybe if the music's a little bit more spontaneous, that they could go into the studio and absolutely put out some good sleazy rock and roll. And bring out and bring out some of those old demos back, you know, and and take some of those old ones and yeah. maybe try to work them to. You know, work them up to fit the new album. Yeah. 
smoke or whatever it may be. Oh, you God. Know, some I of mean, these old ones. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about that Why not? On, on the podcast, you know, a, a different kind of circus, you know, what they could have done, you know, in Psycho Circus era. But there's a lot of those demos still. I mean, you go and listen to all those outtakes from um, the kind of the pre-Ezrin destroyer sessions and ain't the smoke don't you hesitate you know there's a lot of stuff there there's a lot of elements in those i mean gene is a master of taking this bit and that bit and putting them all together i mean why don't they listen back to some of that stuff listen to the riffs exactly take those yeah. riffs onto stage during a soundtrack and just play the riff i mean three or four chords for a riff you know just play it and see how it yeah. sounds through the stack see how it feels and if you play, yeah. if you play, go through enough of them, you're gonna find one that takes one that yeah. you, you're like, okay, I've got something here. You know, I, I couldn't work on it 40 years ago. Now I can. Do, I've got an idea. I mean, the, I think writing music's not rocket science, is it, Mark? I mean, no. I, I sit there yeah. on my guitar for hours, just going, 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 and then I strike on something, and I'm like, okay, that's a starting point. And then it's the next day. What the fuck did I do? Um, but it. it <laughs> You know, if you've got a tape recorder going and you've got something, then you've got something to work with. Exactly. And I mean, like I said, and that's that's the great thing about the tech now that we have, because you can just bring up your little laptop, have it running while you're doing those things. And that's it. I mean, I do the same thing. I just run my Pro Tools. I plug into my little, you know, line six pod that I have and I just let it roll for like an hour and I'm just jamming. And then when I'm done my hour and a bit and I think back, and go, well, there was a couple of things that were pretty good in there. I just go back listen to it and boom i like this part cut that out i like this part boom cut that out and there you go you have three four parts you got almost the basis of a song and i mean you were mentioning too like you know for them to listen back to some of their old stuff i remember reading a great story where rick rubin did that with black sabbath when they were working on 13 yeah. he's he sat them down said listen yeah. guys you need to listen to these albums he put on the first sabbath album cranked it and shut the door and said you listen to this and you ain't coming out till you listen to it a few times and then we'll start talking you know, and, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you have to go back to your roots to think of something that'll inspire you to make a really good record. It's not yep. it's not odd for a band to do that. I mean, look at Van Halen. You guys mentioned that before with the, you know, that that whole, you know, different circus thing that you did there. Right. So. Yeah. So yeah. We, we can only hope that uh, Keith can make sure that Paul Stanley has a copy of Rock and Roll Over with him on tour so that if, <laughs> if he feels the need to listen to a Kiss album and uh, needs some inspiration. I also think it'd be very useful for Tommy to play some of those riffs because uh, obviously Ace isn't there. And what could Tommy do with those? I mean, OK, haters. Ace already came up with the riffs, perhaps, or someone yeah. someone did. But can, can Tommy take these in a different direction? Yeah, of course and, he could. Yeah, and, yeah, and of course he can because he can, he can he can do it. So you know, it it I think it'd be fun, and it, and it Definitely. might you know that therefore you get something more out of a tour than just yet another freaking tour. If the tour leads to something other yeah. than to maybe rehearsing a couple yeah. of songs that might be on the cruise for the select few who can go on that. Yeah, you know, I. I, I think if you can get an album out of this tour or you could get, you know, the, the start of an album out of this tour and get something more substantial out of it than just selling stage play guitars and stage use microphones and and more meet and greets <laughs> and just a way to, you know, cash in one more time. Wait, wait, I wait. Think, Does you know, hey, for $3,000, you can have a... Will you sign it, Julian? <laughs> Personalize it? Fuck no. Spit on it. Right, right. Yeah, right. Right, uh, right, right. Rise your heart, Julian Gillon. Rise your heart. Rise your heart. Got me. <laughs> All right. So we've we've gone a little bit off topic. Any any other things to do in, in Kiss World this week that uh, we need to wrap up on? And I, I can't think of anything. I don't know. I think we're anxiously awaiting the night to see what tonight brings to see if it's yeah. anything different or if it's going to be if it's a carbon copy of what we saw Monday. I think it's going to be a, a long tour. Well, yeah, let, let, let's, put, let's 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 ask the question, Mark, if it's the same set list as Monday night done tonight in Boise, are you going to be disappointed or will you be not surprised? Well, 
let's put it this way. I'm not so much worried about if it's going to be the same set list. I, I, I'll i let them do the same set list for a week, okay? But what I'm more looking forward to is I want to see if they're going to be able to have the, the performance level come up. Especially, Paul, if he can, if he has a better night, I'll be, I'll be more you know, anxious to see what happens from here. If they ha- if he has another bad night again tonight, then, oh boy. I mean, I mean, I'm obviously going to keep watching because I want to, it's like a, you know, a train wreck. You want to see it happen. Right. But it's, it's, uh, but I, I, I'm really hoping that he has a better night tonight. That's why I'm really waiting to see some of these YouTube clips come in for that. Yeah. I, I also wish someone uh, would take a proper fucking recording device to one of these shows because <laughs> while we may be in the era of, iPhones and all that shit. It would still be nice to have quality recordings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hint, hint, Buy better phones. Pete. Nudge, nudge. You know, <laughs> take a freaking Zoom or something that can record in stereo <laughs> and not sound all um, low bit rate. So exactly. Ken, same question to you. I mean, if it's the same yeah, set, well, what what do you think? Same set. Uh, will I be disappointed? I'm already disappointed from the first. The first show so uh i would just be you know i don't know i have not a feeling about it anymore it's like i'm expecting them to do the same thing I, i'd love them i would love for them to surprise me and you know throw a couple of new songs in there that we're not expecting please surprise us kids. Yeah. just do it i mean to you me know? this feels like you know what was it a few tours ago, I can't remember which tour now, I mean, I started doing the set list tracking, and I mean, there were 15 songs on it, and by the end of the tour, there were 18 songs that they'd swapped three out, and then gone back to the original set, and it was just, you know, from from my perspective, uninspired, but then I keep reminding myself, I'm not there at every show, you know, so, you know, mm. imagine how the people mm. who actually go to every show feel. Um, mm. Lonnie? <laughs> yeah, I... I if they play the same set list tonight, I'm not gonna be, I won't be surprised, and I'll I will be disappointed because, but but I think I'm kind of with Ken. I'm already kind of disappointed that that they came out with this, and this is where we're at as a starting point. That we're, you know, I I would love to be sitting here with you guys today, saying like, wow, can you believe they they played Plaster Caster last night, and then they played Mister, mm-hmm. and then they played Mister. And then they play Mr. Speed or they played nothing to lose. And I'm not going to go crazy and say, you know, they need to play all the way and they need to play Lover All I Can. But, you know, you know, how about they just played something off, something as many people would know as Cold Gin or 100,000 Years or Psycho Circus. Room you know Service. I mean? Even room, room a medley. Service. A medley. Or, or a medley of in, instead of, yeah, or a medley kind of some of those songs that they did in, in 01. And I know 01 was... 15 years ago, but, you know, just something to, you know, or if it was, I don't know, just, just something. I well, mean, there, there you go. 50th anniversary of the Kiss medley. It's time to do it again. Right? We can do a, <laughs> you know, we can do a show about that. There, there you go. You, what you do is you do a little medley, Kiss. Okay, dear Kiss, do a little medley, and you see which part of the medley people go nuts for. And then you take that part there of the melody and you do the whole fucking song. The song. And the next Boom. Night, you do the whole song. Yeah. There you go. But I, I think my only criticism is is Flaming Youth has not survived in the set from January. That's disappointing. You know that would have been yeah. one bone. But, At least some. But then again, we'll, we'll we're going to find out tonight exactly what is, and then we can all complain and ask for refunds and. Yeah. Bitch and moan and judge everything off the pixelated low bitrate YouTube video and. <laughs> but but like I said, I'd love to be sitting here being excited about it. I would love to be sitting here being excited about what they played last night and instead of sitting here complaining that it's the same old thing. Because if they would have played something different, I would be sitting here saying, "Yeah, that's great." Yeah. You know, hey, they pulled that. They pulled, you know, strange ways out. You know, just you know, they they pulled this out. That's great. That at least they're trying something new. They're not pulling the same old shtick on us again. No, but they are. Do strange ways and let Eric do a drum solo in it. Oh, <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> and then leave it on a live album for them to use later. <laughs> and send that copy over to Peter Chris and see what he thinks of it. <laughs> 
Now, and I also want to see what the stage looks like tonight because obviously the casino wasn't the right kind of place to have the stage. But again, I think it's going to be a 30-foot video screen with fake fire in the background. I mean, Monday was Spartan, understandably, with the venue and the limitations that may be present there. But I do want to see yeah. what they look like tonight. I hope it's a little bit more that, than it has been, but you know it's not going to be. But at least that abomination of a spider won't be there, I hope. Yeah, yeah no kidding. All right. Well, I think it's safe to say in conclusion that this is a topic that's very much, you know, brought us a sadness to all of us, it seems, as we're all talking about this, that nothing has changed, you know, and let's just hope that maybe in a week's time we'll, we'll be singing a different tune. Yeah. Yeah. Or... Paul holds out the microphone during Rock and Roll Night, and <laughs> you hear the crickets chirping. <laughs> and, all, and all of a sudden, he realizes that people aren't really there for the songs, and you could play pretty much anything you want, and the audience wouldn't know as long as there were flash spots and blinking lights and loud guitars. And mm -hmm. that, that's really what I think is the situation with Kiss, that no one freaking cares what song and, and this is the peanut gallery. The people who you know who you know you know who cares what songs they play. Us, the diehards who care are the ones that really care what they play, but they're not the ones who they're. But unfortunately, we're not the ones that the band's concerned about. No, and and rightfully so to a certain degree. But um, I, I hope he takes something from that. And you know, it may just be that it was a shitty quality YouTube video <laughs> again, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> we shall see so gentlemen i think we've just done a rant part two <laughs> kind of <laughs> a little bit you know the set list is never the discussion about the set list and the stage and the show you can always rant about that. is never going to get old and we're kiss fans doing a podcast so it's it's not that it's just an easy target it's just one that's close to our hearts mm. and we care about because we love the music and we'd love to I guess we project a little bit about what we would love to hear if we were going to a show tonight. So it's the passion on our side. And I'm just glad that Kiss is still out there performing anything. So but let's see what they perform and we'll probably recap next week. So Ken, Lonnie, and Mark uh, from the Kiss FAQ, thank you for listening. Catch us on Facebook on iTunes and on the FAQ message board and let us know what you think about today's topic. We like your opinions and as always we enjoy your comments even the ones I have to delete. <laughs> Play charisma tonight. Oh yeah, right. Alright, thank you everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.